From Dallas, Texas, this is the Paul Now Podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and this is episode 47. How we all doing out there in the Big D on this very sunny, cold Saturday morning? Who out there is ready for like some consistency in the weather here already? Like yesterday morning, it's 29 degrees. Yesterday afternoon, it's 60 degrees. Today, it's 40 degrees. Like, could we just stay within like a 10 degree margin? Like, whatever it's going to be. Like, let it either be cold or let it be warm, preferably warm. But like, just um, some consistency. So I'm not walking out of my house uh, in a parka and then, you know, walking out of the office looking like a freaking idiot because I'm dressed for, you know, a ski vacation. I think we got like another month or so of this um, inconsistency. And then, um, you know, it's going to just get warmer and warmer and warmer. And I seriously cannot fucking wait for it. So what's going on out there in in, uh, the big D here? Uh, What are we all mad about? Today, uh, anything that uh, has got you upset, let me know. Because I got a big old list that I could go on and on about, but I'm not going to uh, because I don't feel like it. Not today. I was going through this website the other day uh, about nicknames for um, like DFW and like the different areas. And, you know, I've been here for almost six years now, and I've heard most of them. And, like, I've heard stories about, like, where they come from and uh, things like that. And uh, one that I I didn't know, um, and I don't think I've ever really heard it, is um, the City of Hate because of, um, you know, JFK being murdered here. I never knew that that was um, a thing. Like, I always heard the big D. Like, you hear that everywhere. Like, even, like, growing up in the Northeast, I always knew Dallas was called, like, the big D. Like, everybody, I you know, I heard it on TV, and just people in passing would say, you know, oh, the big D. And then uh, moving here and, you know, no like regular folks are walking around saying, oh, the big D, the big D. So I don't know if it was just like an advertisement thing or like whatever, but um, like the origins that I found are that it was printed in like the Dallas Morning News in like the 30s and then it just kind of um, stuck. So, I mean, it's not like a horrible story or anything. I mean, it's much better than uh, the city of hate. But something else I learned while I was um, kind of just like, you know, rummaging through the uh, through this website, and I think it was um, Thrillist.com, they said um, that it's also called the Triple D, which I've never really heard that one. And I guess it's because the logo has the three big Ds, which I guess maybe I've never even seen um, that logo itself, but something else I learned, and I really did not know this though, 
is that um, the Metroplex is a term exclusive to DFW because um, Dallas and Fort Worth being so close together and both having a big, um, you know, downtown region that it all just kind of overlaps. So um, I don't know. I I guess I kind of thought like Los Angeles and its surrounding area was a metroplex as well because it was so large. But I guess it's just um, here in DFW. So that was something that I did not know. But it turns out that um, people in Dallas don't actually like the nickname Big D. Uh, Radio.com did a survey last month asking um, the locals uh, which DFW uh, nickname do they despise the most. And the Big D was uh, at the top of the list. So I don't know why. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, Fort Worth is known as like Cowtown or Panther City or Funky Town. And those ones are fun. Er, definitely than like the big D but then also like is Fort Worth really funky town though because when I go to Fort Worth I don't um experience what a funky town in my mind would be Cowtown, yes um, Panther City, I guess. I mean, I heard a story a long time ago when I first moved here about why it's called Panther City because um, the people of Dallas, like way back in the day, would, um, like respectable Dallasites, would go to um, Fort Worth when they wanted to, you know, hoe it up. And the city was so sleepy and small and quiet that there would be um, panthers just sleeping in the streets. And I think that is like a fun little piece of of history that the city should hold on to, you know? And uh, like they are building that whole, and maybe it's already done, I don't even know, I haven't been to Fort Worth in in like probably a year, but um, like they're building up that whole Panther City um, area, and I'm sure it's going to be beautiful, or it is beautiful, (laughs) I don't know. If you do, let me know. Also, I learned about, um, you know, that that bridge down in Dallas that um, everybody goes to as soon as, like, the weather gets warm and they get their photos taken all over it, that that is called Large Marge. Uh, that, you know, for such a beautiful bridge is kind of like a crappy name, I think. It's, it's named after um, Margaret Hunt Hill, who... Um, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter who she is, but, um, it's just called large Marge. Now, when I think of large Marge, I think of Pee Wee and his quest to get his bike back. And, you know, they came here to Texas because his bike was supposed to be in the basement of the Alamo. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, sorry, uh, you had your chance. Uh, it's, uh, been out for a while. But um, anyway, that's who I think of because, you know, he gets into her big rig and then when she drops him off at the diner, he was like, you know, I didn't catch your name or whatever. I don't really remember exactly what the story is. 
But she was like, you know, tell them that large Marge sent you. And so he did, and they were all like, Ugh. Anyway, great part of the movie. But that's what I think of. And so, like, if, like, they had went over the bridge, and, like, that's where he was dropped off, I think it would have made more sense. But, um, yeah, I think that's a stupid name. For such a beautiful bridge. So one other thing that I'm going to talk about, because I found this the most interesting, is that there is, and, and you know, people who grew up here, I'm sure are, are you know, you know all about this, but I had no idea, but there is, um, there's like this area called the Dallas Underground or Underground Dallas, and it's like this slew of, um, tunnels that weave uh, beneath one of the the areas of the city. And um, this is from culturetrip.com that I learned all of this because I, I found it on, um, I found it in D Magazine first. Uh, and it didn't really say much about it, just that it kind of um, ruined a lot of the attractions up top because um people were down there and not like on the streets shopping and spending monies. But um, it's called Dallas Pedestrian Network. And um, it started in like the 60s, like the late 60s. And it went all the way up until the 90s. And... um, I don't know, like, there's not a whole lot of information out there, but um, apparently the tunnels still exist today, and um, uh, some of it has been shut down because, you know, buildings do close and, you know, development has moved around um, in the city. They're closed on the nights and the weekends, so if you do want to explore them, because they are open and there are still things down there going on, like food courts and uh, little shops, you have to go during the work week. So you have to go during like you know working hours because um, that's kind of like who uses it, like the people who work uh, downtown. So to get into this, there are like no real signs that say, um, you know, this is how you get in here. But the uh, website does say that the most common entrances are at Thanksgiving Square, Renaissance Tower, One Main Place, and Bank of America. It says they can be hard to find because there are no signs. Um, they could be found, the entrances can be found by taking the elevator to the garage or looking for a set of stairs that goes down past the street level. Luckily, maps can be found that provide looks at which tunnels are accessible. So, the whole point of this was to get people to go downtown and then not have to suffer through, you know, the extreme heat that we get here or the extreme rains. So, it sounds like a great idea, you know, Um it's definitely something that I'm going to have to check out because, um, you know, this site says that they are still air conditioned and they're well kept because many office workers in the downtown area still use them to get around. So that's pretty cool. 
So there you go. There is some useless information about the city that you probably already know about. But I didn't. So uh, if you didn't, like me, now you know. So yesterday was Valentine's Day, and um, I did not celebrate it in a very traditional way, as I don't, because I think it's a stupid holiday. Because I think, as a, if you have an SO, why do you need a day to buy them fucking chocolates and presents and give them a card? Like, just do it any day. It'd be specialer if you did it any day. So what I do is um, I do uh, nothing really. Like, I don't, like, make a plan or anything. But last night, I just had some friends over. Uh, We ate pizza, and we drank whiskey, and we watched crappy movies on Hulu. And honestly, I had the best time. I'm not knocking people who, you know, go all out for Valentine's Day. I just think it's kind of stupid. Because you should just be, um, you know, a decent person and show affection and uh, appreciation for the one that you love um, regularly. I don't think there should be, you know, a special day out there where you have to go all out, you know. Isn't that what Christmas is? And um, their birthday. So uh, there are two countries in Europe that celebrate Valentine's Day a completely different way than um, most of like Western civilization does. Instead of it being a couple's holiday, it is treated as a friend's holiday, which I think is just like a fantastic idea because, you know, like the friends that you have in your life are the people, uh, you know, at the core of of you and your and your social uh, engagement in the world. And generally, it's your friends who are there before, during, and after your relationship. You know, God forbid it would end. You know, it's going to be your friends in the end who are going to then pick you up. And get you back into um, a place to put you back out there to do the whole thing over again. So what they do is they um, they celebrate their friends, and I think it's so charming because you know, like we do live in a very fast-paced uh, world, and. It is easy to like overlook the people who are in your life every day and to kind of take them for granted. And there really isn't like a day besides like their birthday where you really like pull your friends aside and like really show them, you know, how much they are appreciated. So I think that this is a fantastic idea. And um, I just learned about this this week. So, um, Going forward, I think that I'm going to honor it in that fashion instead of, you know, the very commercialized um, way that we do it here in in the States. Platonic love is a real love. And sometimes it is deeper and, um, 
you know, longer than um, your typical crush love? Well, I guess um, that's really all I'm going to say today. So until next time, bye.